Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode, I'm going to break down exactly how I'm going to make $200,000 within my art business in 2024. I'm calling it out. I've never said anything with such conviction before because in the past couple years, I'm like, it'd be nice to hit that goal this year. I'm going to aim for that. Maybe I'll hit it. This year, I'm hitting it no matter what. And I've made a plan to do it. So I'm going to be opening up my strategy book, hopefully to inspire you to make a strategy as well. But I just want to preface this real quick with my journey thus far and my plans this year are going to likely going to be very different than ones that you're going to be doing. You know, income is going to probably come from very different areas than what you're doing. So I want to just be open about my numbers for one, because I hope it inspires you because when other business women are open about their numbers, it really inspires me. But also just to make your own plan. So like this plan that I have is not going to be the plan for you to make 200K too. So I don't want you to go looking for that. And I don't want you to discredit it either when you're like, well, this isn't going to work for me. So there's a plan specifically meant exactly for you. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm extracting the plan that's meant for me now being a working mom and having other priorities like teaching and doing murals and specifically all the things that I really like to do. What do you like to do? That is the question that I ask myself every single year. It's like, what did I do this year that I really didn't like that much? What did I do this year that I loved? And let's double down on the things that I really love doing and maybe try to kick out the things that I wasn't so crazy about or didn't, you know, wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be or, you know, the things that I tried that maybe just didn't work out and just deciding, do I try again on these things and hope they work out and should I let it go? Like all that stuff. I'm going to be writing it down, but I want to encourage you to write that down for yourself too, because there's some kind of energy about today about today waking up January 1st and setting these big goals and then writing it all down week by week because there's only 52 weeks in the year. If you write down that, it's like, okay, what can I do per week to make this amount? And how many hours do I have to work specifically to make this amount? That's what we're going to be breaking down today. But before we get into that, I cannot start without letting you know, in case you've missed it, in case you've lived under a rock or you don't follow me on social media or you have not listened to last week's episode, we are starting our 31-day January paint challenge today, whatever you want to call it, 31-day challenge, January paint challenge. I don't know. We've called it all the crazy different things in the last year, but I love this challenge the absolute most because so many artists jump on board here and it's just such a great way to start off the year in a super productive way, along with all the other artists who are just, they want to make the most that they ever have to, or they want to work the least, or they want to improve their painting skills the most or something. Everybody has a different kind of way they go about the year and a different kind of way they go about this challenge. But just to tell you about it really quickly, it is, the idea is just to have 31 things done by the end of January 31st. And how I do that is I aim to complete at least one thing per day, because if you don't, it adds up and you're on day 15 and you're like, crap, I've done three things. Where did the time go? (laughs) Then, Then you're on day 20 and you're trying to do 10 things and they're just not as good. And like, but 
You do you. But I try to do at least one thing per day. Do you have to be a painter? No. We have photographers that join in this. We have people who sketch. We have people who really want to do murals this year. So they do 31 mural mock-ups. Highly recommend that. I've done that in the past year. Or you can do 31 canvas mock-ups. They're ideas that are just you know stewing in your brain that you don't have quite the time to do 31 big masterpieces, but you can do you know 31 ideas on Procreate or better yet, use the new AI tools that they have now like Midjourney. I have a podcast on how I'm using AI to increase my efficiency and whatnot. Go back to that episode. And actually, if you could list that episode in the notes, that would be great. So she will do that. Go back to the AI episode where I use Midjourney to create mock-ups. That's a new tool we have this year. So if you want to go the mock-up route, highly, highly recommend to use that. It'd be so much easier. But I go about this being very realistic. So aiming to spend one to two hours per day on something and complete it every day because I feel like if you go much more than that, it's really easy to fall behind and it's really easy to get discouraged, especially when you have an already full plate like I do and like everybody else does. I don't set aside the month of January just to do this challenge, okay? I have stuff planned, but I still end up doing at least something every day. And what I'm doing this year is I'm picking up on last year's goal of doing this balloon animal series where I do balloons in the shape of alphabets and then animals hanging down from them. Super cute kid thing. And I do tutorials as I go along with it. That's what kind of hung me up last year. I want to do an A to Z tutorial on every A to Z animal that way I can put the, the tutorials in the academy because people are asking me for more painting tutorials. And even though I would rather talk about how to make money with murals, which there's already so many videos on that. I will listen because they also tell me, hey, we also really want to know how to paint and paint quickly and blend. So if you could just show me that, that, that'd be great. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do tutorials. That's my thing. I'm going to finish this paint series along with tutorials. And a couple of the murals that I have throughout the month are going to count as days. So I have six murals planned, <laughs> which might spill into February. I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting on construction anyway. But the murals that I plan will also finish or count towards the days. Anyway, I'm going to be finishing 31 days of things, of paintings by the end of the month. And I would love if you would join me. It's a lot. It's a, called a challenge for a reason, but there's so many benefits at the end of it. And so as we're planning our year, figure out what you want to do with it, whether it's improve your painting skills or whatever, and find a way for this challenge to mold into what you want to do. If you're like, I really don't want to paint 31 things, don't. Maybe you want to make 31 videos because reels are still a thing. TikTok and I'm still huge into video growth. That's how I've grown my entire social media is video Maybe you want to get faster at editing. Maybe you just want to post consistently on social media. Do that. 31 posts. <laughs> Mold it to however you want to do it, but highly, highly recommended to do this. All you have to do is go to the link in this notes description. It's artistacademy.co slash challenge. The link is here. Don't try typing all that out. Just go to the link and you sign up, you enter your email. You'll be getting email updates kind of as we go. I typically send out one per week, nothing crazy. And it signed you up for my email list to get daily tips if you want to do that as well. But whoever signs up and whoever finishes it 
will be winning a prize at the end of it. And I'm also so excited to tell you about this year's January 31 day challenge. Our sponsor is Mural Company Products. Their featured product is the Mural Essentials Kit, which includes all of the supplies to start a muralist journey, along with having all the essential tools needed to begin. This kit serves as a full cleaning system to extend the life of your materials. So it's this crate full of brushes and chalk and a drop cloth and just all the things where if you're looking to do murals this year or windows, which I highly, highly encourage you because as we go through my 2024 plan, murals are the center of it. That's how I'm going to make the most of my money. And this mural kit has everything you need to get started. So if you don't have anything and you have no idea what to do, go to muralcoproducts.com, enter the code Andrea for $30 off. Okay, enter the code Andrea at muralcoproducts.com for $30 off and you will get all of the things you need to start and grow your mural business this year. Okay, let's get started on this, how I'm going to make 200K this year within my art business while working not full-time. So my goal is to work about 30 hours per week and to have about four work days, so around there. Now, as you know, (laughs) working for yourself as an artist it's so random. There's no week is the same. So I'm giving myself a general guideline and I have broken it down into exactly how much I need to work. So we'll just talk about the numbers real quick. So 365 days in a year, 52 weeks, I want to take two months worth of vacation time. So I'm only going to be working 44 weeks and I'm still going to hit my 200K goal. It's happening. And since starting the Academy five years ago, almost, My goal has always been to spend 50% of my time teaching, coaching, and then 50% of my time painting. And so it makes sense now, several years later, and this past year, that about 50% of my income has come from the academy and about 50% has come from painting. It's, I think it'll always be a bit more from painting because I started that business first and I tend to put a few more hours into murals and painting and getting new customers for that than I do with the Academy. So it just goes back to, I mean, simple math of wherever you put the hours, that's where you're ultimately going to make more, but they're pretty close, but painting will always be my OG. (laughs) So so for this year, let's just round the numbers. I'm going to say, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars teaching other artists how to make money. And so When I say I'm making $100,000, I know in the back of my mind from that, I'm helping other artists to make way more than that. I mean, we have people who have gone through the academy that are making 100K a year. I wish there was a way to collectively collect those numbers from the butterfly effect of me teaching other artists, which then they go teach other artists and see what the amount is. Because I bet it's well more than 10X of 100K. Like if I make $100,000 this year, I know that I'm helping other artists make over a million and that's cool. So I focus on that. Money is great. Not going to lie. Love this side of it. And it's pretty easy now because I've set up a bunch of tutorials. And so that's also what I wanted to say too. Like I've spent the past five years working on this project to where I I don't have to work on it every day anymore. But this year I'm going to focus a lot more on the Academy than I did last year because I was a new mom. I was very busy. So I kind of leaned on the content that was in the Academy already. But this year... We're making it better. I'm doing more one-on-one calls. And so you'll hear some of those mentor one-on-one calls here on the podcast. I'm going to be posting 
maybe two episodes per week, some weeks, because I know from looking at my numbers that people who are attracted to me within the art field, they come either because of the podcast or because of my book or because of Instagram. So I'm going to be doubling down on those three things. So when I say I'm doubling down on Instagram, what do I mean? I'm focusing on video. So I've really just decided video is going to be a really, really big focus this year. And I'm going to be dividing up my week to where I'm going to have several hours during the weekday to focus on those videos because I've become really good at making them. I know what hooks people in and I don't want to just put out a video from now on. I want to put some love into it. I want to really try because I have had some videos go viral lately and I'm like, you know, if I actually really tried at this, my growth would be so much better. So this year I'm going to be doubling down on that because I've looked to see where people are finding me and that's a big way. Another way is the podcast. So I'm going to be doing mentor calls this year and putting them on the podcast. And so things like that. Also getting bigger names. And I always draw from what the Arts Academy members suggest of people who they suggest to get on the podcast and I get them on. And so I'm going to be using other people's platforms to spread the podcast. I'm going to be appearing on other podcasts this year. So that way, so I'm going to be promoting the book a lot more, putting, doing book giveaways or whatnot. I don't know, but I'm finding those are the ways that people are finding me. So I'm going to be working on those. <laughs> and right now, I know from looking at my numbers, we're right around the right number of members that I need in order to hit that subscription monthly yearly income, the goal of 100K. We're right under it, but I know that if I just focus a little bit more on those three things that I just told you, podcast, book, and video, yeah, those things, that we're going to be at the right amount. So I'm going to be more focusing on retention and doubling down on letting people know about our challenges a bit better. Because sometimes last year, they kind of snuck up on me. And I was like, hey guys, the Series 6 challenge is next week. Who's doing it? And then some people didn't see that post. And, and it was just little things like that that don't seem like they mean a lot, but they do. And in years past, I really focused on it a lot. But a couple of things just kind of went under the wayside last year. And I'm going to be making up for it times 10 with more engagement in the group and just figuring out how can I help artists make more money? Because that's what makes people stay. That's what makes people talk about the Academy. And that's the whole point of it. So that's how I'm going to be having people retained, retained. I'm just keeping you. Like you guys would never leave inside of the Academy in order so I can hit my big money goal. Basically, it sounds kind of weird just saying that out loud, but yeah. <laughs> Working on helping people build their websites for an extra fee, working on helping people do outreach for an extra fee. So the things that I'm doing in my mural business to get more murals, which is applying for big, big murals in my area and doing more outreach to the jobs I really want to do. I'm going to be doing it within my mural business to hit that 200K. <laughs> and I'm going to be showing other artists how to do it too in a more one-on-one -on -one for a little bit higher fee because I'll be working one-on-one -on -one with them. I started that last year and now I'm going to tweak it and make it a lot better. And we're just going to try out new things. I have high hopes on it. So coming soon, if you want to work with me more one-on-one -on -one this year, just send me a message via Instagram. I'll help build your website and we will do outreach. And so we'll get a lot of murals on, specifically murals on your summer calendar. It's not a full for sure thing yet, but it's part of the whole 
plan. Okay. Now moving on. I know a lot of people don't have the stuff that I have going on. So you're like, okay, but how do I make more money with selling my paintings? Just tell me (laughs) how, how can we do this? So let's back up to, I have 44 weeks, right? And so if I have hundred K I'm already making with the Academy by looking at my numbers, I need to make $2,500 per week. If I'm working 44 weeks and that will make it 110K. And we'll just round up a little bit just for comfort, just to pad it just a little bit. So I need to make $2,500 per week. So if your goal is 100K this year, I think it would be similar for you to have the goal of $2,500 per week. So if you're working five days a week, that's $500 per day. Pretty easy if you're doing murals and if you already have a set basis of painting skills and you already have some work under your belt where you're not just a complete newbie, you can totally hit this, right? That just makes it be a little bit more attainable, right? Just $500 a day, five days a week, not working on the weekends, which I am not doing. (laughs) And that my schedule in particular, I'm going to be working 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I start at 10 a.m. because I have a little boy. He is one year old, one year and one month, and he is so fun and he's so happy in the mornings and I love to just eat breakfast with him and start our morning slow. So I love to spend at least two to three hours with him in the morning. I have customers who email me that say, hey, can you be on the job site at eight or nine or whenever? And I say, no. And I just tell them I spend the mornings with my son. I drop him off at daycare at 10 or right before that. And I will be to the job site right after that. And they are always super understanding. And that is a non-negotiable. I am not changing that. (laughs) And I also want to pick him up at about five o'clock every day. Usually my husband does drop off and pick up if I'm lucky, but sometimes I do it, but that's the goal. So that he is at daycare for seven hours. I am just not at the point yet. I might be at the end of the year. Maybe not, but I don't like him being there for more than seven hours a day. It feels icky. It feels like someone else is raising my child and I don't like it. And I just don't like not seeing him for that little of time. And then we get from five o'clock until he goes to bed at like eight. We get like two to three hours in the morning and like three hours at night. I love splitting it up like that because just to be honest, I love him so much and I am so obsessed. But somebody told me this quote recently that said they were just like, I was on some podcast and they go, you know, the first hour with my kids is amazing. The second hour, eh, it's okay. Third hour, I'm pretty much done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is me. (laughs) Somebody said that out loud. Wow. That's how I felt, but I didn't know I could say it. And I didn't know that other people felt that way and that it's okay. And so I can rearrange my day to fit that. Because that first hour in the morning with him is great. Second hour, it's fun, but eh. And the third hour, I'm like, okay, you're starting to like be super attached. You want me to hold you all the time? Like it's kind of a lot. Okay, okay, time to go to daycare. But then as soon as we're ready to pick him up, I am like, oh my gosh, I missed you all day. I gave him 100 kisses. And then, you know, we do the whole stuff. And then right before bedtime, I'm like, dude, I'm tired. When are you going to bed? <laughs> so I love splitting it up like that. And that's what works best for me and makes me the happiest. So that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. And so seven hours a day to paint, (laughs) that is including drive time. So if I have to drive from daycare or from our house or wherever, that's not that much (laughs) to paint something pretty good 
takes a while. <laughs> I know you know that if you've done any amount of painting, but I just wanted to say it out loud. Anything good takes some time. But also I have found from working, I used to work 60 hours a week, six days a week. It was exhausting, 10 hour days. And I found when I was working those 10 hour days because I had to, because I was working for corporate and painting murals and it was, it was exhausting. But other than that, I was not super, super productive during those 10 hours. And I did that several years. Even after working for corporate, I was like, this is just the way it is. I've got to paint all day long. Yeah. Ah, I have found that after the seven hour mark, it's like something hits me. It's like a brick. And I'm like, I am tired or I am hungry and I am done. I don't want to paint anymore. So this seven hour window that I have actually works really well for my sanity. And I'm just going to keep it at that way. But I have mapped out my entire week. So this is hypothetical. It's probably going to change, but I bet for the first and second quarter, I'm going to stick to this pretty well. Mondays are a half work day, half rest day. I say I'm going to work half the day because <laughs> there's just no way I can sit home on a Monday and not work unless I'm just completely wiped out. I just, I need to do like a little bit of something because there's always something on the to-do list and just marking one thing off just makes me feel so much better. <laughs> but I have now learned that after spending the entire weekend with a toddler who I am obsessed with, he wears me out. And come Monday, I am not rested. I am not ready to go paint a mural on Monday. I'm just not. If I'm not rested for the week, I just drag and having to force myself. I don't show up very well on video. I don't show up very well on the painting site. And I need that rest. I can't power through anymore. There was a time back when I was younger back in my day and I could do that and I forced myself to and I'm glad because it got me to where I am very quickly but if you're in that phase my biggest piece of advice is it can wait it's okay you don't have to drive yourself crazy like it might take a year longer or two years but maybe give yourself a half breast day what's the worst that could happen because I think it it just makes me show up a lot better like I said for the rest of the week so half rest day, half work day. So my half work day on Mondays will be spent in my pajamas at home, working on my computer because I really like to. So doing, maybe I'll do an invoice or I'll do a mock-up or I'll do a podcast episode or I'll talk to some students or I'll do a tutorial or something, whatever I want to do. There's no really set thing to do. It's just kind of whatever I feel like doing, whatever feels good because I will have a set to-do list on Tuesday, which is really the start of my work day. That is my Artist Academy day. And this past so many years, I never really had like a full Artist Academy day. I just had an office day where I would do invoices and proposals and stuff like that, like I'm going to be doing. But Artist Academy stuff came in if I didn't have other stuff to do that in my painting business or mural business. Like if I had proposals to do, I was like, I'm just going to do that. I'm not going to focus on bettering the academy. Like that's what comes first. So this time I'm going to be doing proposals and invoices if I want to on Monday, or maybe some artist academy stuff I want to on Monday, but I'm giving myself a full one day, eight hours to work on the academy. 
something, which in, in podcasting, art video tips, more engagement, just whatever, whatever I think can help artists make money, that's what I'm going to put in or paint better, whatever. I'll be doing art tutorials too, <laughs> but I, whatever. So I'm giving myself eight hours a day and just one day to make the Academy even better. I'm so excited to see where it's going to be at the end of the year. And then that leaves Wednesday through Thursday as paint days. Those are my solid paint days, Wednesday, Thursday. So like I said, I'm going to have to make $2,500 for the week in order to make 110K at the end of the year working 44 weeks, right? So right now I charge at least minimum of $1,500 per day. Sometimes I'll do a $1,000 per day. Sometimes it's somewhere in the middle, but I really try to set that solid $1,500 per day boundary. So that makes it really easy to hit my $2,500 for the week, right? All I have to do is work a maximum of two days and it's there. (laughs) I'm not going to spend time doing the small stuff anymore because I've found that really putting my foot down on that has really made me set (laughs) strong prices where I send out a bid and it's a little bit higher than what I'm comfortable with, but if I don't get it, that's okay. Because the math in that, say it used to be somebody would send me a project and ask for a bid. And I used to say, you know, okay, yeah, I will do that for $1,500 and it will probably take me two days or whatever. And I'm like, nowadays, if somebody asks me for a job like this and I know I can charge 2,500 or 3,000, I put it at that because Yes, I'll lose a couple of those, but I'm making up for it in the ones that I'm getting by far. So my calendar isn't spread across, isn't, I'm not booked out as far as I used to be, but that's okay because I'm not working the hours that I used to be. So back then I would take a $1,500 job that would take me two days, still great money, like not docking that at all. And if you're a slower painter, like don't make you feel bad about this. That is amazing. I just... I'm just in year, year 11, 10, 12, something of my art business. And so standards a little bit higher, <laughs> like, but whatever year you're in, whatever you feel good working at, set your own prices. But those are what mine are at right now. And I kind of feel weird almost saying it just because it's, even though I love to talk about money, it is still kind of weird. I feel like in the back of my head, people are like, who is she to set that price at that? Or that's a little greedy or why would you, I don't know. Like there's just like, <laughs> but I am, I know that you guys are taking it with grace and maybe even understanding exactly where I'm coming from. So I'm just going to keep sharing it. But I, instead of taking that $1,500 job that took me two days, now I'm marking it up to 2,500 or 3,000 and working two days So I'm literally working half the amount and still making the same because I'm firm on my prices. And if somebody says, no, I really don't want to spend over $500 on this. Great. I have a whole lot list of people in the Academy and typically know somebody who can work this for you and I can pass it along to. Great. I don't care anymore. I'm so over taking everything that I can get. I am just very, very firm on that. And so there's been a couple of times this year where I was only booked out one week or two weeks. And I'm like, okay, surely something's going to pop up. But if not, like I'll just maybe work on a canvas project that I've had in the back of my head, or I'll just double down on the Academy, or I'll spend this whole week getting way caught up on podcast episodes. So there's always something, right? But I will not break 
my pricing rule that my made up rule that I have in my head of taking less. I won't do it. And it's worked all year. I've just had to have faith in myself (laughs) and not going to lie. Having that income coming in from the Academy is a safety net. So if you don't have that, I understand maybe caving and being like, okay, I'll do that for 700 or whatever. Like I understand. And I was there, but now that I do have that safety net and I don't have the time (laughs) anymore to be booked out and be stressed in that way and just be completely exhausted by the end of the day. Cause then I can't play and rough house with my toddler. Like that also has makes me set this firm boundary. And you know, if, if something doesn't come on the calendar for the next week and then the next week and then the next week, well, heck I'll just do some outreach because I know how to do it. Or I can just go and talk to all of my customers that used to send them an email. Hey, do you have any jobs lined up or something? Can you recommend me or so? I know that if push comes to shove, I can find work. And I can find it at this price point because I know where to look. I paint for businesses. And so that's where I would go look. So I'm so firm on this pricing thing because just practice and all of those factors that I listed. But now I haven't mentioned Friday. So Friday is my spillover day. And this is huge because I mark it in my calendar too, spillover. So there's that little dot on Friday. So whenever I look at my overall calendar, even though I sometimes know, okay, that's probably, maybe I have that free, but I'm not going to schedule anything there unless I absolutely need to. Because as you know, that Wednesday through Thursday project sometimes needs last minute touch-ups and then we can do it on Friday. Or there's, I have a customer so many times that has, hey, I have this really high paying project that I need you to do ASAP. And when I'm before, when I was booked out for two or three months, which I thought was a good thing, and it is because it's security, right? Being booked out that far, you're like, I can pay my bills for the next three months at least. But having that, it's almost like, I feel like a chained little prison because I can't move something up. Then uh, there's so many times this past year, there's projects that I've really wanted to do that I've been able to because I set that firm price boundary. And so in turn, I'm not booked out as much. So when somebody comes in last minute, and I really want to do that project, it's not overwhelming for me to put that in. I say, yes, I can put you on on Friday or, you know, hey, I'm free next week. <laughs> Weird. I have a spot opened up for you. Can I can put you in right there. And they're so happy. They're so thankful. And I'm not stressed. Things just work out. And I think it's a lot of like, you know, put it out there in the universe, that kind of stuff, and just know that it's going to work out. But it's also the reputation that I've built and the consistency that I have on social media and the customers that I've had and referrals and all the things. Like I've built that foundation also with this really good outlook of things are going to work out. So I think they kind of work together, but just saying, you know, if you're in the very beginning and you're like, I'm setting that firm boundary and then nothing comes up, be like, oh, okay, (laughs) crap. Well, maybe I didn't set the foundation of it too well yet. And we, maybe we just need to work a little bit harder, but just know that you will get there because if I can do it, you can do it. I grew up in a trailer, like in no connections. And I just worked my butt off. And if I can do it, you can do it. Then this is how I'm doing it. You know, this past year has made me more thankful than ever that I am in control of my own schedule and that I'm not forced to show up anywhere at any time unless I put that on my schedule, specifically with having a baby. Just at the beginning, I couldn't imagine leaving him at home at six weeks to go work full time or 
12 weeks to go work full time or at three months to go work full time. Like, I wait 12 weeks. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) but even before I had a baby, I would say things like, I'm so busy. I can't make it to such and such. Like I have to work. Like I didn't show up to friends events. I didn't show up to like my family sometimes and my husband. And I thought it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm building my business. This is for the better of the good. And now I see other people doing that. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) No, like their life, life is happening. You're only going to be 20 or 30 or 40 or whatever for so long. And we had so many laughs at this thing that you missed. And it's like, is that worth that? No. And it's especially not worth it now that I have a baby and it's just not cool. You know, and like wearing that busy badge of honor, like if I heard that from like, so one of my good friends, her husband works at a car dealership and he works a lot. And we don't look at that as a badge of honor. We're like, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, he's doing what he, what he needs to for his family. And that's so honorable what that, but we're like, man, like, why are they forcing you to work so much? Like <laughs> that sucks. Your boss sucks. When you work for yourself, and you're forcing yourself to work so much, like your boss sucks. <laughs> like that's, there's so much more to do, especially in the summer. And it's a shame that the summer and the end of the fall and all that is the busy time for mural career because it's such a pretty time out. And I'm just never again, am I going to say this year, no, I can't come to that because I have to work. No, like there will always be, okay, I can't say never because there there will be a travel mural job that I have to go do for three days. And if something happens in that three days, like I'm going to have to miss it. But in general, I'm quitting at five o'clock and I am not working on the weekends. And for a recovering workaholic to say that, that's huge because I have really big goals as you hear, but I'm not willing to work on the weekends in order to hit 200K. It's not worth it. And it just reminds me of this one time back in the day, like my husband and I, I think we were just dating at the time. I don't, or maybe newly married, but we host this thing called Friendsgiving every year. And I remember I was doing windows one year and you know how windows are. If you've ever done windows, like you do one and then the neighbor sees it and then somebody wants it last minute. And then, oh my gosh, I saw your post. Can you do my windows this week? And like, of course I said yes. And I was so excited to do it because it was great money. And it was so exciting. And my husband understood that. And I just focused on work. And then, so we came down for us to bake stuff and make the turkey and all the stuff for this Friendsgiving. And I was arguing with him and I was like, I really want to make this stuff. And so he's a hunter. And I was like, we should do some wild game stuff. You know, let's not do turkey. Let's do this. And he really fought me on it. And, (laughs) and I was like, and I won. I was like, we're doing this. He's like, okay. And then it came time for me to come and cook. And right in the middle of window season, I was like, hey, I can't, I have to do these windows. This one person will, I have three windows to do today. If you could just make this dish, I will meet you there. And he was like, no, (laughs) he's like, you fought to have this and this made, like you need to come home and make it. You can't keep doing this to me. And I was like, you're right. Okay. So I rescheduled a window thing for the following day or the following week. I don't remember, but I'm so glad he pushed back because I didn't really see it as a bad thing. I saw, I just put my job first and not all the time, but most of the time. And I was like, well, you know, you're, I just thought of it as like, you know, you're with somebody who can pull her weight financially and believes in this and is building a future for us. And I'm going to, I'm going to set myself up, you know, to have a great maternity leave in the future and all the things. And I was like, this is just what happens. You have to put up with me working all the time, but 
is it? <laughs> is it? And I realized in that moment, I'm so glad he pushed back because I was like, you're right. I need to come and do what I said I was going to do and help cook for our Friendsgiving thing. And it's just like, I think back on little things like that. And I could not imagine, I don't want my son to ever say that. I don't want him to be like, you're working too much because my mom had to work a lot when we were younger and she had to do a lot of overtime in order to support me and my brother by herself on like $30,000 a year. I think she ended up making 30K. I think she makes maybe like 35 right now, but back in the day it was like not even 30K. And, but I always understood. I understood that this is our situation and she's trying to do all the things for me. And I was always so appreciative. Plus like, where do you think I got my hard work from her? Like she's the hardest working woman I've ever met. And I never really thought of it as a super bad thing, but I did miss her when she wasn't around. And now I look back now into that compared to now. And like, I don't need to do that. My husband makes money. I make money. Like I don't need to go work overtime to do this. It's nothing's that important. And I'm not saying like, I'm going to be better than her or anything like that. It's just like, you know, things happen in your childhood. You're like, ah, this is good. This is good. I'm going to change that. And that's what I'm doing. And that's, that's a big reason of it. And I, I even though you know, he doesn't really know as much right now when I'm working late or not, he's going to start very soon. And I want to put that habit in right now. And so, yeah, that, that was just on my mind. I, know. I hope that blocking it out has helped you. I'm going to be doing more outreach. I have a couple coming up to where I have applied for a big mural job in St. Louis. So doing a RFQ request for qualifications. I have filled all of that out. I've gotten my whole CV, everything, cover letters, all the stuff set to where now I can just send out RFQs for much bigger projects. I have a $20,000 mural that I'm bidding on and that I had to send an RFQ for that goes to a board and it gets voted. So that's one of the ways I'm going to be making more by working less is just getting much, much bigger jobs. Because, you know, so to make that $2,500 per week, it's say I do $500 jobs per day right? Or five different jobs per week, which it's a lot easier to get a $500 job than it is to get a $1,500 job or a $5,000 job. Just saying they just, they are like kids rooms are, you can get a lot of $500 kids rooms, a lot of windows, but what comes with that is five different invoices. So five $500 invoices to make that $2,500 per week. That was the goal. And five different conversations with customers and five different proposals or five different ideas that you have to think of, five different trips to the job site, you know, five different gathering of the materials, five different things. And that adds up. I don't want my brain to be so scattered because I'm already doing so many different things with the podcast and with coaching and then mom and with all the things. It's like, if I can control this just by bidding a bit higher, getting less, but not doing so many different projects, that is really going to take a lot off of my mind to not feel so scattered. It's to not be going all these different places. And because I used to have my mother-in-law sending out my invoices because I did so many. I would do three window projects in a day and there were three different invoices and I would have her do them and I would just send her the numbers and the emails and all the things and she would do them. And I'm like, thank you so much. Like I needed that. 
Now she doesn't. And she, she made a comment a while ago. She's like, did I lose my job? I was like, no, I'm just not doing as many invoices. And so the ones that are, are bigger. So I want to make sure that I have them like lengthy. I want to list out all the things that I did for this customer. And I feel comfortable sending it myself. It's not that much of a burden anymore. And that's one of the things that comes with not being so scattered and not doing all these little projects all the time and raising my prices and sticking to it. And one last thing. So I heard somebody say something recently. Oh, gosh, I'm going to butcher this (laughs) quote. But it was something like, if you have this goal, be the person who deserves that goal. And I think that's a little bit of a hard truth. What do you need to do in order to deserve that money goal that you want. And they kind of related it to like, you know, if you want to go out dating and you want to have this great guy who has all these great qualities, it's like, are you that person too, who has all those great qualities too, that's going to attract that person? It's the same with business. If I want to make this $200,000 goal, what do I need to do? What do I need to be to my students? What do I need to be online in order to attract an audience? What kind of an artist do I need to be in order to be hired for these big time murals? What kind of work do I need to put out? I need to deserve it. And I'm not above thinking that I'm not entitled to it. I know that I need to work at it. And so all of this planning has come to what do I need to deserve that? And how am I going to do it? And so maybe you just start there, but write it down because goals are so fun to look at at the end of the year and be like, I made this or I got so close or how can I change it for this next year? But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to hit 200K this year and I'm just calling it (laughs) and we're going to celebrate. And I'm I'm going to be so bold to say, I'm probably going to hit it by like my birthday, which is October 18th. And I'm going to celebrate (laughs) because I think it's my 35th birthday. That would just be even sweeter to hit 200K. I'm that confident in it. But so hopefully I will be recording another podcast episode later this year on that milestone because that's a big deal, right? Hitting 100K is a big deal. Hitting 50K is a big deal. Okay, that's all I have for you today. (laughs) If this episode inspired you, please share it. Please share it on social media. Inspire other people to, with your goals, share your goals. And say, hey, you know, this podcast got me thinking about it. This is what I want to make. Or I don't know, help me help you (laughs) and spread the word, please. That would make me feel so happy to see other people's goals. Like, actually, if you wanted to share your goal on, maybe like share it on your story and say, like share this podcast and then be like, my goal is to make 100K this year and I'll reshare it. Or my goal is to make whatever. I would love to know your goal because for me, putting out that I'm going to make 200K, (laughs) That's a big thing to put out. And I hope it inspires you to put out whatever big number you have. You know, whatever goal is just a little bit over your comfort zone, but, and then make a plan in order to do it. Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. And I'll see you next week for a very special episode with one of my best, no, my best friend, not one of my best friends, my best friend, Samantha Cox, as we play a drinking game on the podcast. So like you said, I am doubling down on this podcast this year. We're making really fun episodes and I'm so excited to get feedback from you and I hope you like it. So let me know what you think about this episode of the Artist County Podcast and I will see you next week. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. I've been putting out at least one episode per week for more than four years on this podcast. And it's really cool to see those download numbers go up and up as time goes on. And that's because artists like you listen and share these episodes. So really, when I say thank you, I mean it. <laughs> it's really cool to see progress along the way. And anyway, if you like this type of art and business content, then I highly encourage you to get the audio version of my book, Mural Money, with over 15 hours of listening inspiration. I'm currently running a special of just $17 for the audio version. You can go to muralmoney.com to find it. And that comes with a bunch of extras like my art supply list, my pricing guide, recommended book and podcast list, and so much more. I filled that book with tips from my art journey of building a profitable mural career. Plus, I've included the best of the best advice from guests I've interviewed on this podcast. It's the most affordable all-in-one book of advice on art and business that I have. And if you enjoy listening to me here, then I know you'll like the book too because I read it myself all 15 hours of it. <laughs> the book is available on Amazon and Audible normally for $25, but if you go to muralmoney.com, that is where you can grab the special $17 deal while it lasts. If you haven't listened to my book yet, this is your sign to do it. Again, normally $25, running a special for $17, but you have to go to muralmoney.com. That's where you can grab the audio version of it. And that's all I have for you today. So I will see you next week for another episode of the Artist Academy podcast.